Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Tony Katz, the morning news, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Thrilled to be with you. Bunch of stuff to talk about. An update out there in the world of the resignation of a superintendent uh, the other day. But I'm going to get to that in a second. I'm going to wait on that for a bit. And let's do this. I like this a lot. Uh, Tom Elliott's the name of a guy on social media who also runs a company called Grabian. Uh, he puts together these amazing supercuts of things that are just, uh, well, hilarious. And this is one of those. This is all of mainstream media. This is all of left-leaning media uh, telling you time and again how there is absolutely not a, a bit of, of uh, proof, not a, not a speck, none, absolutely zero, uh, that Biden did anything improper whatsoever. Here we go. You know, the president has been in politics for a long time, and I think, as he would say, he's seen a lot of malarkey along the way, but this might take the cake. This is all smoke and no fire. What a waste of time and money. I don't see any probable cause here. Uh, There's just no evidence. I have not seen any evidence. There's no evidence of any crime at all. No evidence so far that ties Joe Biden to any of this, uh, at least nothing that they have brought forward and that we have seen. Have you seen said evidence? Uh Uh-uh. No, not a scintilla of evidence. There is not a shred of evidence that President Joe Biden has engaged in wrongdoing. No business dealings of Hunter Biden's or anyone's was discussed in these conversations. None. Nobody said anything about that. Hunter just called his dad, who was the vice president at the time, put him on speakerphone while meeting with a bunch of potential or actual business partners of his and chatted with Pop for a little bit then got off the phone. Uh, people went to the White House and met the former vice president, now president, there. Uh, there's several different visits. There's letters that Biden wrote to people saying, thank you for your, you know, um, connection to my son. None of this is is evidence of any wrongdoing whatsoever. The bank accounts for all of the other Biden family members that have a ton of money in them. I, it's, it's crazy that this is the easy narrative to pick up on. Uh, but this is something that actually I was saying the other day is tremendously important. Um, What is important is whatever comes from this new um, inquiry into impeaching the current president has to have the amount of proof that this like, you know, crap version of of uh, coverage can't exist that they and I know you're already saying right now a bunch of people it can't exist. This is ridiculous. This is insane because there's definitely more than enough smoke to go after the fire that everyone knows has got to be there because it's it's a crazy amount of smoke. But so far, no, there's not a big giant like printed check that says Joe Biden's name on it from Hunter Biden and my associates in China uh, to give you that version of, although it'd be awesome if there was one, that'd be great. Maybe Hunter did that sometimes, blew up some of the checks, promote, um, you know, presented them to the family. Hey, we just got this money because I'm leveraging my relationship with our dad. Uh, how great is that? I, I I just think it's crazy though that, we do have to get to a point where none of this can even remotely seem to exist for the politicians or media. And then they won. Then, then you impeach Biden. Uh, although I also did say 
yesterday, and I, I don't mean to repeat myself today, uh, but I don't think we're actually hurting the Democratic Party or whoever is, uh, you know, succeeding here by removing Biden. Biden shouldn't be the objective only because he's a deeply unpopular president on the Democratic side of the aisle that I think is unlikely to get reelected no matter who he's running against, especially if he's running against Trump or if he's running against literally anyone. Um, and I will, uh, I guess, eat my words if I'm wrong about that. It, you, I think you do need to harm uh, or out or expose much more than just the president for it to be a real win for conservatives. But I do really enjoy, and there's more. I could do another three minutes of that audio. Uh, one other thing I want to play, and this is something I thought was interesting, uh, and this is mostly because uh, Senator Mitt Romney is someone that is not terribly popular, I think, with a whole lot of conservatives, uh, a whole lot of uh, you know uh, voters today. And that is a statement he made about how Trump is the leader of a, a huge portion. Uh, well, you know what? I'll just let him say it, and then we'll go ahead and react to it. When you look at the Republican Party, particularly where the House of Representatives is, do you feel like this is a Republican Party that is beholden to former President Donald Trump? Well, there's no question, but that the Republican Party today is, is in the shadow of Donald Trump. Uh, he is the leader of the greatest portion of the Republican Party. Uh, it's a populist, I believe, demagogue portion of the party. Uh, look, I represent a small wing of the party, if you will. I call it the wise wing of the Republican Party. Uh, and I don't believe we're going away. I think, I think that's the dumbest thing that I've ever heard someone say. Uh, and the reason why I think it is, or at least for him personally, uh, I'm not saying it's the, the one of the stupidest things I've ever heard I can play for you. It's a piece of audio from uh, the press conference where they caught that guy who was on the run for a couple weeks. It's, it's stunning, uh, Lee, dumb, the question that was asked. But anyway, to get back to this, the Republican Party, the voters, demonstrate who they think is the best choice uh, to represent them. And if a large group of Republicans support the former president, which every poll says that they do, then the reality is not that it is a demagogue portion of the party. It's the it's the current, um, you know, uh, populist opinion of the party. And it's the the current representation of how, um, you know, people would like to see. Uh, their ideas, their messages, their whatever get heard uh, by the United States of America, by our country. And so when you say that there's essentially two Republican parties, I think you're alienating everyone in the much larger group of people uh, that is telling you that they're not looking for behavior that hasn't worked in the past uh, from that side of the aisle, behavior that hasn't seemed to disrupt whatever the giant uh, ridiculous system is uh, that Democrats are succeeding in and that you know, the media is reporting uh, over and over again. There's absolutely no proof, no reason to look any anything that Biden did. Uh, by the way, just one other quick thing about that. Uh, Biden lied about um, uh, Hunter making money from China. That's something he said definitely didn't happen. And it absolutely did. And that's been admitted. Uh, he lied about uh, knowing or uh, understanding anything about uh, Biden's business dealings. He met with people at the White House. There's so many moments where, man, you lied about this. And it's such an egregious lie. And it's such a a like not argued argued about um, confirmed everyone believes it um, version of a fact now that how could you not keep going and look for more all right we'll take a break a lot more in a bit Craig Collins filling in on the chat uh, on Tony Katz the morning news ninety three WIBC life is full of things to manage your work your family your plans and your treatment consider Kesimpta Ofatumumab twenty milligram injection you can take it yourself from the comfort of home if you're ready for something different. Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. 
Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Tony Katz, the morning news, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Matt and Jonathan hanging out as they do every single morning. Uh, did you guys hear the dumbest question ever asked at a press conference? No, I did not. No. Uh, no. This is at the uh, Danello Cavalcante press conference where they're announcing that they captured the guy. A reporter, I imagine, had to be like, this person had to be like asking a, a question to do this, to go viral, to sound like a moron. But I'm going to play it. It is, this is real, fully real. And the answer from uh, the lieutenant colonel who's who's answering the question is about as perfect as it gets. Here we go. Are you concerned that he would team up with another small man to step inside the trench coat, little rascal style? No. Okay. If anyone didn't understand what just happened there, he asked the question, any chance that the five foot nothing guy who was on the run for two weeks would team up with another man and, you know, be on top of him, put on a trench coat, little rascal style. And the guy goes, no, no, there's, there's no fear of that. I don't I don't know where that question came from. I don't know why the reporter was like, well, maybe they won't be able to identify him if he looks like two people that are 10 feet tall. I think the way you described it earlier, somebody's trying to make a funny, you okay. know, they try to be a little viral and I would get their hope. name out there. And it just didn't land at all. No. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that's just sounds really it dumb. Was, it it mean, was too straight faced. If it wasn't here, I'll play it again. Are you concerned that he would team up with another small man? To step inside the trench coat, little rascal style. No. <laughs> Sorry. I find this hilarious. And the only reason I find this hilarious is the insanity of the question. But yeah, you're right. If he was trying to make a joke, he there was no moment of, hey, I got one for you. Like you needed something to sell the joke. Otherwise, this is just Well, pick your moment, man. I mean, this is an escaped <laughs> convict. I mean, a convicted yes. murderer. Yes. I mean, what, is, is, is this one a chuckle hut is open? <laughs> Tony Katz says the chuckle hut a lot. So I, said that, I love but, that. Uh, no, I, I love that. This yeah. is his uh, demo tape to try to open up for somebody at the chuckle hut. That yeah, it's like, amazing. hey, coming up next, Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Susa Cavalcante. <laughs> It's, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, he's the yeah, opening act. The, I mean, that on. went viral yesterday after it occurred, and uh, I was actually watching that press conference uh, as it was occurring, and I was like, I can't believe that happened. I don't know what happened. Um, but, yeah, that's the real thing. Really happened out there in the world. Uh, some other stuff out there that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, there's a brand-new perfume coming out. This is a British company that's making it. It's going to smell like the Yellow Pages is what it says. Uh, people apparently miss uh, some of those things, the phone book and the yellow pages and all the stuff we used to have. And so they think this might be a very popular fragrance for anyone as far as that uh, level of um, uh, just, you know, uh, nostalgia is concerned. Do either of you guys think that a yellow pages perfume sounds like a good idea? Did this replace library card catalog? Um, <laughs> is this um, fresh sure. TV box <laughs> that you have to carry up the stairs? I mean, th there are some things of nostalgia I don't understand. I mean, I, I don't need that back in my life to go through the yellow pages did you do you remember did you get to the yellow pages guys i know you're a little younger than i, I did am, but, yeah okay I did th too. Th these books were monsters 
They yeah. they were the size uh, of a studio apartment, and you would have to have help <laughs> to carry them inside your house. I mean, th- that was on the right. Reg- I don't miss the Yellow Pages at all. I don't miss the smell. I I, I think this is what like a fifteen minute sales item that people go sure. hit and then they're done. You know. Yeah. You'll no, never hear it of again. That's a great. This is a gag gift that you'll get somebody for Christmas, and then it'll never be used by anyone. Uh, but to describe it, by the way, it's a rich woody scent of cedar and musk with some sweet vanilla in it that somehow is supposed to be reminiscent of the Yellow Pages. Uh, that is a brand new perfume out there in the world, and uh, thank God it was created. All you uh, need is last... musk. That's all you need. <laughs> one last one uh, that I like before we take a break. Uh, work-life balance is in question. The Wall Street Journal had an article all about this, saying that no one wants to socialize after work anymore. Uh, this is a trend I've seen reported on before, uh, especially younger professionals don't like the going out after um, you know work for a beer, for a drink, for any of that kind of stuff. Uh, quote, team building sort of things uh, that maybe people used to do in the past. I think one of the reasons why is we have a lot more advocating for uh, a friendlier office space or a, a you know, certain kind of um, whatever you want to call it uh, for people when they're working. And maybe that's replacing the idea of going out and hanging out after work. I don't know. But mostly young people are people that usually shy away from this. I think part of it is just how we grew up. Because I know for me, you know, being probably someone who falls into that demographic like growing up we would wake up we would go to school we would come home and we wouldn't go out and hang out with kids in the in the neighborhood we'd go sit in front of the tv and play video oh, wow. games and You're so right. maybe it's just an old habit of this is what i did growing up and this is what i want to continue continue to do as as an adult is are you sad that that's true for you man because i used to go outside and play with like everybody in the neighborhood as soon as you get home from school is that is that disappointing that that's not something that kids were doing for your generation i mean it is i didn't fall into that category my parents had very strict rules no tv no video games during the week so we went out we played basketball we skinned our knees playing tackle football on the street (laughs) you know i got I, i i got that full experience with my friends in the neighborhood so but yeah like and you can tell like people my age i feel like socially are yeah. as equipped, especially now, versus like other people when they were in their twenties. Yeah. People who grew up without video games and things like that. Um, so yeah, I, I do miss that. Well, and I, I, I only have one little tip, and then we'll take the break for traffic. Uh, do stuff. Uh, people who think they're not equipped to socialize, just go socialize, and you'll get better at it. I promise. Uh, this is Craig Collins filling in. Uh, Tony Katz, the morning news, 93 WIBC. It is uh, 6.37 on a Thursday. Uh, I might be a little tired this morning. I apologize for some of the missteps here. Let's get to um, the big story uh, around here. Uh, the big story about the resignation yesterday and now all the uproar. Uh, Yvonne Stokes is out as Hamilton Southeastern School uh, Board made it official. Uh, resi- uh, the resignation was accepted and the official story is that she chose to do this herself. She wants to move on. Uh, You can question the story. You can yell about whether or not you think the story is true. I kind of assumed that some other things happened the other day, Um, but that's the official narrative. And so what I'd like to say about that or the uproar about it and all the people saying that you definitely forced somebody out of their job because um, ideology changed uh, within the school board itself is um, that sort of stuff also happens uh, when people take over, uh, when, when you know, uh, thought processes of the people in charge are different than those of, of other people, that sometimes, yeah, the person executing on uh, the uh, actual objectives on a day-to-day basis uh, doesn't wind up staying in the role. Again, I'm not trying to question their official narrative. I'm just saying that 
that this sort of thing happens often in all kinds of workplaces all over the, a new manager comes in, a new boss comes in. They usually remove some of the other people in power and put people that are more um, aligned with what they think uh, the job should be, how the job should be done uh, into those roles. Now, of course, everyone is immediately focusing on race. Uh, the um, person who lost her gig or who chose to walk away from her gig, again, the official uh, reported uh, version of that story that I'm accepting, um, the first black superintendent at that school and someone who also uh, pushed a lot of race-related sort of uh, things like the microaggressions and the definitions of those uh, being in the school um, uh, student handbook, then being removed from the handbook. Again, something that people really do have differing opinions on the value of that type of education or that type of assumption. And so the other day when I was talking about this, I mentioned uh, this audio of Bill Maher, uh, who was on with Joe Rogan and talked about something that's uniquely different in the Democratic Party or the liberal way of thinking from when he was younger, from when he was, um, you know, uh, taught a certain type of goal for the future of our society. And I thought it was really profound. And what I think is even better about how Marr said this is that it's him saying it and not me saying it, because Marr is certainly a guy that no one accused of being a, a uh, far right, whatever you want to call uh, people, you know, a kind of individual. He's certainly still on the left and not at all afraid to um, go after or attack uh, the things that exist that he doesn't like about his own side of the aisle. So I want to play this it's about a minute long. It's him talking about. Um, a couple different things about um, the woke things that he doesn't like about the liberal or, you know, democratic way of thinking. And then he touches on race and he ends with something that is kind of bold to end with a comparison to the Ku Klux Klan. Trying to make the case that liberal is a different animal than woke. Yeah, because it is. And uh, you can be woke with all the nonsense that that now implies, um, but don't say that somehow it's an extension of liberalism, right? Because it's most often actually an undoing of liberalism. It's so you can have your points of view and your positions on these things, but don't try to piggyback on what I've always believed. I have always believed, as liberals do, for example, in a colorblind society that the goal is to not see race at all anywhere for any reason. Yes. That's what liberals always believed all the way through Obama, going back Kennedy, everybody, Martin Luther King. That's not what the woke believe. They believe race is first and foremost the thing you should always see everywhere, which I find interesting because that used to be the position of the Ku Klux Klan. That is Bill Maher saying what the problem is today in the way of thinking, in the types of conversation that start with race is an undeniable aspect of every conversation in every sort of way, because it's something that, and as um, I said the other day, to quote within even the microaggressions definition that was put into and then taken out of that student um, uh, handbook, um, it says that sometimes even unintentionally, Someone could say something or do something that somehow is is offensive, demeaning, uh, something of someone of a different race. And microaggression means it's not even something you're saying in any sort of, um, uh, you know, kind of blatant way or obvious way. They're like, oh, OK, that was someone who just said something that was wrong, that said something that was racist or whatever you want to call it. It's something that you're you're not aware of. You have no intention to be perceived the way that um, 
it's going to be perceived by someone else. And those are things that were being told um, by uh, those individuals in power to, to be prevented by kids who wouldn't have any even reason to think about them a certain way. There's, there's a lot of stuff that you can, you can say and think and feel and, and share with others that someone can interpret wildly differently than the way you intended it, even not about the same topic at all. And so I think that's what's at play in a lot of this. If a person in charge of a, a um, school chose to leave because ideologically not connected anymore to some of the people who are in charge at the school board or anywhere else, because you realize that, all right, we're going to be at odds for the rest of the time I'm in this position. Let me go find another position and we're going to pay me all my money that I'm owed. I'm going to get the rest of the, the um, uh, you know, salary and I'll go move on somewhere. That should not be an uproar moment. That should be a, a accepting that both sides see a, a more valuable opportunity forward separate as opposed to together. And it's not racist. It's not, you know, uh, all the things it's being called. It's just simply a thing that happens a lot. As I said, to start this, a lot of other places in society, when management changes, they sometimes change uh, the other management, middle management. All right, I got to take a break. A lot more. Craig Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Matt and Jonathan hanging out as they do every day uh, in the morning on this show. Uh, who has a better social life, you or your dog? Uh, do either of you guys have a dog? I wish. I do not, sadly. Oh, yeah. oh. I just remember that, Jonathan. You're in the you're in the part of the marriage now. You just got married, where you're trying to convince her to get a dog, right? That's exactly right. She's trying <laughs> okay. to convince me to have a child. <laughs> I'm like, no, let's let's get a dog instead. Let's do dog. Dog is a good move. Uh, Two thousand dog owners were asked the question. Sixty percent said my dog has a better social life than I do. Uh, if it's going to like a, a dog park or whatever it is you're doing, doggy daycare, uh, which is a thing that I actually used to take my dog to. My mom would be like, really? You're going to pay for your dog to be, you know, out of place uh, with other dogs while you're at work? And it's only because I have just the one dog. Like, and especially when my dog was a puppy, as you're closing the door, there's something where, like, the, the puppy's looking at you like, you're leaving for the day? That I was like, I'll figure out something. I'll bring you somewhere. <laughs> I don't know why, why, like, what that was. And I feel, you know, kind of like an idiot that I did it. But I think the dog loved it. My my dog, Mancha, um liked playing with other dogs for a few hours. And if you did like a half day, it wasn't as bad. I don't know. Uh, but yes, a lot of people think that dogs have better social lives than they do themselves. Craig, I don't have a dog that has a better social life than I do. Um, that's kind of the way that works. It, it's, <laughs> I mean, you look at it, dogs make your social lives better. I, I mean, sure. seriously, you, you take your dog to the dog park. Maybe you like me, a, a 45 year old bachelor and you want to meet somebody, meet a woman. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you get a dog, you take the dog to the dog yeah. park and you know, you can talk to the dog. A dog's not going to talk to you back, but the dog's going to respond. Right. I mean, it's going to like that. At least you could have something to bounce off. I, I'm, I'm thinking I, I, to myself, obviously. No, I love, I love that message too, man. Cause when I was walking my dog, in my neighborhood especially as a puppy i would just start like talking to the dog and i i did it in a i don't know if it's the normal way or the weird way like it was a person and like it was just listening to some story i complained about work and stuff walk around the block my neighbors all thought i was nuts they look outside and be like what is that guy <laughs> of doing course they did <laughs> yeah of course but I, I i had a good time i'm like all right i got a lot of stuff out no the dog didn't help me didn't respond at all but sometimes i just need to to put those things out there and it was the easiest way to do it so absolutely agree again. And the dog seemed happy. It never seemed annoyed by my stories. It has no idea what's going on. So that's, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, that's, that's one the other problem. thing 
Yeah, exactly. It's so much easier than when you're calling your friend and being like, I got to complain again. They're like, I don't know if I have an hour, (laughs) Craig. I don't know, man. Um, uh, Another thing out there that I saw that I love a lot, uh, protesters wanted to um, uh, protest uh, London's Fashion Week. They said that they're against things like name brands for fashion. They decried the culture of single wear pieces, uh, meaning that clothing that you only wear once winds up some landfill somewhere. Rampant consumerism and also rapid trend cycling in the world of fashion. I know no one probably cares about any of that part. The way in which they did it, though, if you had to ask yourself, how do you protest clothing and fashion? Well, they all got naked and they all stood oh outside gosh. where the <laughs> what was that? I said, oh, my gosh. Yeah, they, they just stood there naked. And so here's my question for you guys, actually. Um, I think that at a lot of protests, there's people that are very passionate about whatever they're protesting. And then some friends or maybe some guys that are interested in the women who are passionate that go along with them. Do you think anyone went along to the naked fashion protest that wasn't really passionate about it, but was trying to get in good with some friend or maybe a lady in their life? I mean, that's the way to do it. I mean, <laughs> seriously. I mean, I mean, we joke, but all guys do that. I, do. I mean, yeah. it's all of a sudden, you know, I'm an environmentalist. Well, you know, yeah, I care about the earth, but I'm, I'm not joining totally the group. <laughs> I'm not putting my time in. <laughs> Unless I'm getting something out of it, yeah. you know. I'm just envisioning I hate to put it like that. I'm just being honest, man. I mean, that's no, just the I, way guys think. It's, it's I, I'm right. just envisioning like the level of uh, attraction or interest you have to have in somebody for them to be like, oh, let's go protest this thing. All right. Oh, and by the way, we got to do it naked. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You've also got to be really confident in yourself if you're going to sure. do that. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, I don't know. And then again, would, if you're attracted to her, you know, why stop there? Right. I, I will <laughs> I will tell you guys that as far as judging from the photo, some of the people should not be as confident as they seem to be. Some of the most of the people in this photo should not be that confident. But all right, we'll take a break a lot more in a bit. Uh, you got Matt throwing out some traffic there. Um, and I will talk about after that a lot of the things going on crazy in the news, including Nancy Pelosi. 